Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Allie. And this is But Have You Tried from the David A. Howe Public Library. The show where Allie and I trade off introducing each other to new things to see if we're going to find a new favorite. And I tried a new thing. That's right. Just this past weekend. Yes. Drum roll. That may or may not have been assigned by you. Okay. Allie's assignment for this week was the 1985 film The Goonies, directed by Richard Donner. All right, Allie. So you've never, you have no experience with this movie. Nothing. Nope. Like, okay. All the experience I had with this movie yeah. before watching it okay. is that I know we showed it in the auditorium like maybe two or so months ago. Okay. But I didn't go see it. I just saw a poster being like, The Goonies, the Goonies. is playing. Okay. And I was like, cool. That's right. And we showed that because we put out on library social media. It's like, what movies should we show? And The Goonies... With no input from me, Allie, no Zero undue input influence. From you. <laughs> you, you didn't uh, make like five I, fake accounts and just no, comment over but and over Goonies again. The Goonies sort of rose to the top of things we should show, so that's huh. right. So we showed it because it's, uh, you know, it's a favorite. All right, Allie, tell me some of the things that you learned about the Goonies. Okay, all right, so hit me. Here's some, give me some facts, some research that yes. I found. Okay, so like you said, um, came out in 1985 and was directed by Richard Donner. The screenplay was by Chris Columbus, but it was based on a story that Steven Spielberg came up with. Yeah. Which, like, all the relationships there, I was, like, trying to trace. I was like, wait, so who? Who made this yeah. up? It feels so Spielberg-y to me. Just, mm-hmm. like, the vibe of it, you know. I feel like it's it's pulling some things from E.T. And just that nostalgia. I feel like Spielberg was doing nostalgia when it was, like, current. You know, but somehow it still <laughs> has, you know what I mean? It still has a nostalgia Yeah, somehow, feel. like, even, I don't know. Yeah. But, yes, no, I right. think that's fair. Story by Spielberg. Well, and also, like, when we were watching it, Spielberg's name was, like, coming up in all the credits. Yeah. But did I notice Chris Columbus? <laughs> Not no, at all. No, you didn't. Okay. So, anyway, this movie was filmed in Astoria, Oregon, which is apparently, like, a big claim to fame for them now. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. Sure. It's starring a few notable names. We've got Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, who's Thanos? What? Yeah, that's correct. After I realized this, I spent the whole movie trying to figure out if he looked like Thanos trying to at see all. Him, yeah. He did not. Didn't see it. I okay. didn't see it at all. All right. He's also Cable in the Deadpool 2. I have not watched have any seen Deadpool. That? Okay. All right. Um, okay. We've also got Jeff Cohen, Corey Feldman. And I love Corey Feldman. What else is he in? Corey Feldman was like huge in the 80s. It was like him and Corey Haim. It was like the two Corys. Uh-huh. Um, I used to love License to Drive. Uh, he voices Donatello in a couple of the Turtle movies. Oh, okay. He's just, I like you know, me some Teenage Mutant Ninja Corey Turtles. Corey Feldman, you know. We've also got Kihai Kwan, who is in Everything, Everything Everywhere All at right. Once. Yeah. He looks the same. Like, he looks yeah, like a baby, but he also looks the yeah, same and yeah, sounds the same. He really does. It was really fun to see that. That's I enjoyed true. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got Carrie Green as Andy and Martha Plimpton, who I don't I don't think I recognize anything else that either of them are in either. Uh, Carrie Green did a few movies. She did like a couple of Charlie Sheen movies right after this and then kind of stopped doing that. Okay. So, I mean, she's popped up here and there. Martha Plimpton... Uh, was in that show Raising Hope that was, I don't know, it's probably been 10 years or so now, but she had sort of a resurgence comeback. I feel like if you saw modern day Martha Plimpton, you might be like, okay, I've seen her around. Her name is like familiar to me, but I like tried to do a little like pass through like, oh, what she's been in. And I was like, I don't think I actually really recognize any of these things. She stayed in the game pretty well. Of course, Sean Astin, you Mm -hmm. know. Funny thing about Sean Astin. So I I did read my Goonies novelization, which is by James Caan, not godfather james con different james con uh but one of the things that i thought was funny and it was at one point brand josh Rowland's character the older brother when he's chasing them there's a couple of extended scenes that must have been in the original script that didn't make it to the movie but mm-hmm. in one of them they're like mikey's like how did you find me and he was like i followed your little hobbit feet 
which is that's so funny sort of prescient right because oh my goodness <laughs> uh sean astin is a famous hobbit mm-hmm. these days but yeah i so i thought that was pretty cool yeah well it was interesting caleb watched this with me and we were watching it and we were talking and he was like oh you know look at baby sean astin and i was like wait what else is he in that i've seen him in and he's like oh you know like he's he's samwise and yeah. he's bob in stranger things and once he said that it was like i don't know how i didn't see it yeah. again talk about people that like the baby version yeah, of them true. somehow looks just like the grown-up version i know the novelization is weird because it is it's written in the first person and mikey's like narrating it oh that's really it's a, weird kind of annoying i didn't really like it huh. but that's that's how it goes that's, anyway uh, well, I got to tell me, what did you think? Did you like it? I did like it. Okay. Yeah, it was All right. fun. All right. You looked away when you said that. So does that mean you didn't really like it? No, I was it? just distracted by looking at the stuff on your shelf. Oh, so many pop figures. Yeah. Yeah. There's, Nostalgia. There's a lot of things what are you to gonna do. Nostalgia. And I do think that watching Stranger Things definitely primed I me bet. for this. I think I probably enjoyed it a lot more than I would have yeah. had I not seen Stranger Things yeah. first. Because just being able to be like, aha, that's something they reference. Aha, that's so And again, yeah. there yeah. it is again. Well, right right in the early, when they decide they're going to go on this like treasure hunt and they run out and they're all like grabbing their bikes and getting the bikes, on their bikes. Yes. Right? I mean, oh my goodness. Yeah. And like the, the big brother energy that Brand has, which yeah. I feel like both Steve and Jonathan yes. kind of have. And like... Yep. So many, so many details. Yeah. So many, like even just like little like costuming things and stuff that I was like, this feels very familiar. I tried to like find like an article that has like all the Easter egg like oh, you know yeah. references and everything, and all the ones I found were like here's like four references that are really obvious. That's it. And I was like, you guys, yeah. <laughs> there's clearly a lot more. I just watched this movie. Yeah. So. Yep. Maybe I need to make one. So I had a good time with this revisiting it. It had been a long time since I rewatched it. I had my son who's eight watch it with me, and he was uh, kind of freaked out by it. Okay. Yeah, he was. He didn't like like all the stuff with the Fratellis. He, yeah, you know, I could, I like, could see that. Went, and I, he was like, "Does anybody get hurt or die?" And I was like, "I don't think so." And then like the dead bodies of the uh, the mm. the cops are there, and I was like, "Whoops!" <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> so until we really like get into the treasure hunt portion of it, he was kind of like pins and needles, didn't want to watch it. But once right. hijinks and you know right, data's yeah. inventions and things start happening, he was pretty in. And by the end, he was uh, he was pretty locked into okay. it. I guess we should say if you haven't watched the Goonies, you're crazy. No, if you haven't watched the <laughs> I Goonies. I was until like three days ago. <laughs> the overall plot is Mikey and his friends live in this neighborhood that's about to be purchased by, uh, you know, the Richie Rich. And they're going to make it into like a big giant country club, swanky kind of place. And they're working to try to save their neighborhood. And Mikey's dad is in historic preservation. And he's trying to make something happen that way. They have one day left and they go up to the attic where a bunch of museum stuff is stored and they find a map to this treasure that was like a, a whole thing that everybody in the town kind of knew about and gave up on. And they decide we're going to find this treasure. We're going to save the goondocks. And so they head out and go on this uh, quest to find the treasure of, of One-Eyed Willie. Separate from that, a crime family, the Fratellis, uh, break the older brother out of jail and they're hiding out in this restaurant and the restaurant is the entryway to the caverns where the treasure is supposedly buried. So everything kind of gets mixed in together. The Goonies are looking for the treasure. The Fratellis are on the lamb, and then they also want the treasure. And you So know. there's a whole bunch of like racing and running into each other yeah. and hiding yes. and trying to escape and actually getting caught by the Fratellis again yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So had your husband 
seen this before? He had. Okay. You know, it was interesting. Like, I talked to a couple people about the fact that I was going to watch this. And all of them were like, oh, yeah, that's such a fun movie. That's great. Yeah. Or most of them, I guess I should say. And I was like, but how have I? How do I know nothing about this movie uh-huh. if, like, everyone is just casually like, oh, yeah, what a great time. Yeah. So he had seen it before. Okay. And liked it. And so was willing to watch it again with me, which was nice. So I had, I had a weird moment watching this because in the end, uh, well, first of all, I remember renting this from Blockbuster a time or two, but I also think that I had this. I know that I did. We had it like taped off of TV on a VHS tape. Okay. And so the opening scene with the Fratellis breaking out of jail was very unfamiliar to me. Okay. I think the majority of the times that I saw it, I didn't have that. And it kind of opened with Chunk in the pizza place where the car chase is happening and he presses up against the window with his pizza and the strawberry shake. That is an image that I just know so well. But the early stuff, I didn't really remember. And then when I was reading the novelization, the octopus scene is in it, where mm-hmm. when they're down in the caverns getting to One-Eyed Willie's ship, they're attacked by a giant octopus. And that was not in the movie that we watched. But as I was reading it, I was like, how do I remember this scene? And so I looked it up, and the octopus scene was included in some of the TV viewings of it to kind mm-hmm. of pad it out and make it right. fit the time slot. Uh, that it was in. So I had seen the octopus scene before and I found it on uh, YouTube and I thought of you because of your love for the right. octopi. Octopuses are great. Yeah. That's what? so funny. Yeah. What an absurd scene. It I is. watched this and I was like, I know the whole movie is a little bit like what is happening right before my eyeballs. Yeah. But it was extra what is happening yeah. right before my eyeballs. Because if I understand correctly, Data like turned on a little like, yeah, Walkman like a Walkman with yeah. some music, put it in the giant octopus's beak. Yeah. And the octopus was like, ooh, now I'm going to dance yeah. in the water. No, you understand it. Yeah. Okay, okay. And I was like, did we just get rid of this problem with the power of dance? Yeah, like- I, I think so. I think that's what happened. It's a good cut. You don't miss it in the movie. And watching it, like when I revisited it on YouTube, I was like, Ugh, that's not <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> that's not good. I was kind of like watching with my son brought back all the things that <laughs> like cracked me up as a kid because... You know, they swear a little bit uh-huh. and there's some like some mildly dirty jokes and things like that. And I kind of remember thinking like, "Ooh, I'm watching such a grown up movie as That's a kid. That's really funny. Uh, and they, they did kind of crack me up, but it was a good revisit for me. What were some of the standouts for you? What were some of the things that you liked or disliked about it? Some highlights. I feel like the first little bit of the movie, I was kind of like, mm, I'm not sure about this. Okay. Like when they're all just kind of like gathering and talking and like finding the map. I feel like once they leave and start like actually treasure hunting, mm-hmm. that was when I was like, yeah, okay, like yeah. this is good. But the first part, they were just like all very loud. Uh-huh. And just so it was like I could, they were just yeah. like yelling over each other, which is kind of how kids act. Yeah. Not going to lie. I felt like watching it as a movie, I was like, a little overwhelmed but then i feel like it kind of settled yeah. in so i feel like definitely once we got to the like treasure hunting and the whole like like anything where you're going through a cave and you have to like defeat the booby traps yes. and like play the bone organ better yep. do the chords right and That's all that right. kind of thing yeah i was really enjoying that yeah so yeah that makes sense i always thought it was funny when mouth is it was cory feldman's character is translating for the woman who's come to help them pack up the house. And he's saying all sorts of horrible things. Right. Like they want the cocaine in this drawer and stuff. Yes. And that the woman also, is like, what is happening? That cracked me up as a child too. Yeah. I also thought it was funny, like as we were watching how like each of the four kind of main boys has like something they bring to the table. Yeah. But like when you kind of like step back and be like, all right, what is each of their sort of like, you know, offer their power here. And it's yeah. like their powers are, you know, inspiring speeches. That's Mikey. Sure. Yeah. 
Spanish skills, yep. food, and gadgetry. And yeah. I'm like, but it works. Yeah, like it they've, they've got everything they need. It does. I forgot all of the um, the James Bond references that Data makes. That he was like inspired by Q and James Bond, which I thought was. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny, but it, it is a really good ensemble. I feel like you mm-hmm. have all the pieces. And then when like Brand's crush, Andy comes in and she's got like her friend who's like, I don't know about this. This is stupid. Which also gave me such Nancy and Barb vibes. Yes, it did. Like Steph even looks like Barb, like the haircut, the glasses. I was like, I all right, <laughs> I know. I see what you're doing here. I just think it's a really like well-rounded ensemble. I like having the layers with the older brother, yeah. you know, and I like the, the different dynamics that the friends have i like you know i just Corey feldman is like the smart mouth just cracks me up always Uh you know and the fratellis i think is a fun element like you don't need that necessarily like the treasure hunt might have been enough especially with all the like caves exploding and yeah you could have expanded that a little bit you could have made it you know but i feel like having them having that like real threat of danger is a different element that it brought in the thing that hit me differently watching it this time as an adult is sloth, which just made me sad. This yeah, time. that's fair. Like as a kid, I, I, you know, it was like, oh, he's so scary. And then like he and Chunk have that connection. They and bond, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Yeah. And so I do like that in the end, but it's also just like sad. Yeah. It just made me feel bad. It does. Yeah, it is sad. And it, it feels a little uncomfortable. And especially at first you're like, what even yeah. are we supposed to understand is going on here? And I don't feel like you fully get an answer, but like what you do kind of start to understand is just kind of mostly sad. Yeah. He's just like abused and yeah. Like and you're like, well, gosh, treated like a monster. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So that was, that was the only thing that I felt because I was kind of worried that watching it, I was going to be like, oh, this has aged horribly. What do you think from that standpoint? Like watching it now, do you think it holds up? Like, were there things that you noticed as like problematic or anything like that That's not always... too much like the sloth thing thing yeah, i was yeah, yeah. a little bit like mm. and like i feel like some of the dynamics with the with rosalita the woman who's like helping them pack, oh yeah like that's not great but it also is not worse <laughs> right than most things from that time period and even after yeah. and so there was nothing that i was like wow this really hits yeah. differently well because i think rosalita is not really played as a fool you know right. what I mean? Which I think would often be the case. Right. You know, like, let's make fun of the person who can't speak English. And that's not really what it is. Like, he really, Mouth is making fun of, like, the mom. Like, he's playing a trick that way, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was kind of interesting. And even the um, diversity that's in it, I feel like, is handled pretty decently well. Like, Data is never treated like, oh, you're from another country. Like, you're the weird one. I was or actually really pleasantly surprised by yeah. that. That, like, like, he's super into his gadgets and... But like that that's his gimmick. Yeah, it's but not that, that doesn't the race feel is like right. It's not right. like oh, the Chinese kid likes. Right. It's like oh, the kid with the gadgets. Right. And I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> this is so much better yeah. than I was expecting. So and, and even uh, Chunk being Jewish, I think, like plays a lot of role in there, and it doesn't feel like they're doing any stereotypes. With I that feel like I totally either. missed the fact that he was Jewish. See, also the kids all yelling over right, each that's other. True. <laughs> well, he says things about like being in Hebrew school and like something about his bar mitzvah, and when he's. Um, he does some like he starts to sing like a Hebrew prayer song when he okay. runs into the Fratellis and stuff like that. But it's never it's never a stereotype. It's just sort of like a layer to the right, character. Right. Which, you know. Yeah. So in that way, I was sort of pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It doesn't for sure. play to me as particularly sexist either. You know, not like, too bad. I was a little like, all right, the girls mostly scream. They do. But and aren't that helpful. Yeah. Other than in like one or two all right, scenes. All right. I guess that's true. But, I guess like, that's true. again, I'm like, it's not. 
worse than much else from the same time period. Yeah. But I feel like having just recently watched Stranger Things and having how like awesome like Nancy, Robin, etc. are to contrast it to, yeah. I was like, man, they're just really they're not pulling their weight in this. In this yeah, group. I guess that's true. I guess I was thinking because Andy's so instrumental, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> with the with the organ, right. you which know, is like cool. I'm glad they like, have that. Yeah. And I guess Steph being over all of it to me also was kind of like a fun element. Uh-huh. Where she's like, "This is stupid. <laughs> why are we doing You're this? You're stupid. I don't I'm still be here, here, but why are we doing this?" <laughs> right? Yeah, I kind of liked that element of it. But no, I was uh, I was pretty satisfied with it overall. There's always a danger in revisiting, but uh, I felt pretty good about it. And my son ultimately did like it. I think he will remember it as having liked it. Okay. You know, my well, wife good. still doesn't care. Mm. She did, she didn't come around. She was kind of in and out watching it, but she wasn't like, you know what, this is great. <laughs> So I just have so much nostalgia wrapped up in it that it's always just like been a thing, mm-hmm. you know? That makes sense. So I love, I love all of Data's gadgets. You know, like I said, I love Corey Feldman, like all the stuff in the end where uh, <laughs> he has all the jewels and like the, um, in his mouth and the string of pearls, <laughs> the string of pearls. That is pretty yeah. great. Or Anne Ramsey, who's like the Moff Fratelli is like, aren't you the one they call mouth? And he's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. definitely not. <laughs> Wait, I just think that scene is funny and plays out. It was good. I'm never 100% <laughs> clear on what, like, I know they're going to, like, their houses are going to be sold or whatever, but, like, it is, it is all kind of nebulous, like, how they're, how it all connects. Like, right. the whole neighborhood, I guess, is going to be sold. And right. And get the jewels, and they're going to, like, buy the, buy whole, the whole neighborhood, neighborhood with them, I guess, is kind of quirky. Yeah. But. And, like, I guess those jewels were enough to buy the whole neighborhood. <laughs> Apparently. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I they're mean, if decent those were diamonds, size. If those were big diamonds. Well, and especially and, if know. they're like historic, right? Ones yeah, that probably increases the I value. Think they said, right? right? Yeah. So I guess that that'd probably do it. Yeah. I read this article from slashfilm.com, okay, which was saying that the question that inspired the story in Steven Spielberg's mind is, "What do children do on rainy days?" Oh. And I, I don't know. I thought I like I read that and I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense because it is raining, like the whole time yeah in the idea that instead of being like oh well clearly they you know mm-hmm. sit inside and do whatever it's like well clearly they bike down this oh, giant yeah. hill and explore this cave yeah it is <laughs> i mean I, w- I was never on a treasure hunt being chased by murderers but always like my friends and i would just be like running off into the woods and like making forts and digging into things right and, like you know so I th- I feel like it really speaks to like what it was like for me growing up like at that time. So I like that quite a bit. There's been talks about a Goonies sequel like always because I think the core cast has always been like, yeah, let's do it anytime. Give me a call. But I've heard like over the years there was talk of a movie like they it, mm-hmm. it's kind of ebbed and flowed. And sometimes it's been really like, no, this is going to happen. Uh, other times there's been talk of um, they were they were making an animated series where they were like a, had approached the original cast and it seems like that was going to happen and it didn't even like graphic novels. They're always like, let's do a, a Goonies graphic novel. And that's never happened. Huh. There's been talk of like, I feel like it would it would fit a graphic oh, novel really well. For sure. I think I mean, any of those things like I would be up for today's like Sean Astin, Corey Feldman, right? Kwan, like, that would be fun. Getting together, being like, all right. Well, and I like I was reading some of the like accounts of you know, sequels that were like teased, but then fell through. And like, some of them are like, Oh, you know, like 2001, they were talking about 2007, 2021. I'm like, okay, they're still like, they're still pushing for it. The closest we ever got was a Nintendo game called Goonies two, 
which uh, was actually the story of it was a sequel. This is the story. Are you ready? I am so ready. The Fratellis have broken out of jail, exacting revenge on the Goonies. They capture all but Mikey and lock them away. They've also kidnapped a mermaid from the ocean named oh. Annie. Oh. <laughs> Mikey adventures off by himself to save his friends as well as Annie from the clutches of the criminal family. So you would play as Mikey and you'd have to go and rescue each Goonie individually. And then oh, okay. once you had them all, you could go and try to rescue the mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of fun i'm not gonna so lie go. i have to say though annie is not the name i would think of as being like a mermaid, a mermaid name. name yeah i think it must be like Anne ramsey was the actress who played ma fratelli and i wonder if it's just like an homage to her mm-hmm. or something but i could see that why you would name the mermaid that i don't know but i've never played this i've never played like because there's a goonies one and a goonies two and i never played either one of them which feels like a failing on my part but well, are you are you going to now i if i could get a hold of it i definitely okay, would okay. i need like a <laughs> nes emulator and then uh then i'm there movies like have you seen super eight jj abrams super eight i don't think so okay it's like immensely familiar but i don't think i've actually seen it that's another one that i really like that is very obviously pulling from things like Agoonies and et and all that i think that's a lot of fun there was a recent one that kihu kwan even popped up in called i think finding ohana a netflix movie which is very obviously based on Goonies. Okay. Uh, and I haven't seen that, but I'd like to. But it, I'm always a fan of these like adventure style movies. Right. You know? They're and just fun. Like, yeah. And it's funny to see. Um, I don't know if you ever read or saw. I think there was a one season uh, Paper Girls. Do you know Paper Girls by Brian? I Kavon? read the first volume of yeah. Paper Girls. I mean, that's another one that I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. That, Kids on bikes adventuring. Right. I don't know that Goonies <laughs> In necessarily 80s. invented that. But I feel like it's the one that people who are my age think of you know what i mean like it's kind of the the quintessential like let's have an adventure on a rainy day on a rainy day kind of movie so yeah i think it holds up i was hoping you'd like it and it seems like you have yeah yeah i think so okay i think the octopus cut was smart i think it was smart but i loved that i got to see that scene i'm, I'm glad just the octopus too. dancing to the uh-huh. music yep. so good yep so absurd and wonderful yes but I feel like it also doesn't look good. And if it was in there, that would be the thing that really dates yeah. the movie. Because the rest of it, there's not really like special effects. You no. Know? But the octopus effects are not great. No, I they're will not say. good. It looks... Which kind of kind of adds to, to, to its creepy lookingness yeah. of like the bad effects. Yeah. But I think yeah, you're right that that would... Paper mache kind of vibe <laughs> that it's got going on there. But without it... Everything's just practical and, you know, I mean, when they're walking through the caves and stuff, it's not like you think, wow, they're really underground, you know. But overall, I feel like the look of it still holds up. And I think, you know, a lot of times when you revisit movies from this era, like I think E.T. is a prime example. I think the pacing in E.T., you really feel the length. And I think Goonies keeps moving and keeps going, you know, and I think that's often the thing that makes it hard to show a new generation. So I think the fact that like it has all the personalities and it keeps going and you keep like leveling up like the stakes and excitement, you know, make it work pretty well. Did it bring other movies to mind for you? Are there other movies that you kind of feel like fall into the category? It did, but some of them I feel like I saw so long ago that I'm not even sure what they were. Okay. Like it reminded me a little bit of the librarian's quest for the spear. Oh, okay. Which I loved. Like Noah, Noah Wiley, right? Is that... Probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Especially that scene where like in the Librarian's Quest for the Spear, they're in the temple and there's like the things shooting yeah. and they have to like do the waltz. Yeah. I feel like some of the things with like the, the bone organ and stuff oh, like that sure. had kind of a similar feeling. Yeah. I know I also watched some other like kids exploration treasure kind of mystery. Yeah. But I can't remember what it was. Okay. Just it, it watching this called up these faint memories sure. of something. 
Oh, you know what cracked me up that I've never noticed before? Mouth is the one translating all of the maps. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he's translating it in old-timey English. He's like, ye old right? beware. And making everything rhyme still, which is pretty... That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive but I also, I was thinking about that, and I was like, it might be old-timey Spanish, but it definitely doesn't say ye. No, it like, doesn't. And everything, the, the rhyming is what really cracked yeah, me that's up. Fair. I was like, that's above and beyond mouth. <laughs> you're, you're putting these things in your mind, and you're making it happen. Just going right off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad it held up in in the way that it would. Would you recommend it? Who would you recommend it to? Let me say that. I feel like I could see my brothers really enjoying this. Yeah. The kind of adventuriness and the gadgetry, especially that data okay. has, I feel like would appeal to them. Yep. I don't know. I feel like like people who are a little older and have some more experience with older movies. Yeah. I think like anyone who likes adventure movies yeah. who can tolerate a movie that's older, I think yeah. would like it. I, yeah. I think you have to have some nostalgia for some part of it. You know, the movie itself, that, that kind of storytelling uh, or just like the eighties, you know, right. like it, it, I don't know that it would play somebody just watching it cold. Like, I don't know that that would necessarily work. Yeah. That's you fair. know, like that you've got, I think you have to have some tie or connection to it or, be a fan of the things that are kind of doing similar, like we've mentioned, Paper Girls, Stranger Things, mm-hmm. that type of deal, then I think you'd have it. But happy to say that it still remains in uh, my favorite movies, particularly my favorite of childhood. I can't watch it without thinking of my old friends and like hanging out at mm-hmm. that time. So that's cool. That's kind of a special thing. Well, speaking of the past uh-huh. and old friends. Oh, yes. Uh huh. I now have an assignment for you, which okay. is something that has been... Near and dear to my heart for okay. a long time. I'm nervous. All right. And I want to ask if you've tried this, but I know you've tried it a little bit. Okay. But like the least typical okay. instance of this. I know what you're talking about. I it's, know what you're talking about. All right. It's Jane Austen. Have you okay. tried Jane Austen? We did a Jane Austen book club and I read Northanger Abbey. Mm-hmm. That's the only one. That's it. And that's like the weirdest. Like, I love it. But it's like the least typical Jane Austen novel. That's that's what I've been told. My wife was like, why would you read that one? And I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> that's just I what don't I know. did. Okay. All right. So the Goonie, from the Goonies to Jane Austen. You're pivoting it's to It's a supernatural Austen. transition, right? Okay. All right. Oh, there's supernatural elements. All right. Cool. I mean, I mean, Northanger <laughs> Abbey, they, they faint at it. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, All right. So what are we doing? So I think the most kind of like classic Jane Austen that okay. people think of is Pride and Prejudice. Sure. So I'd recommend you and to read zombies? Pride and Prejudice. No, no zombies. I, the Just first the original version, okay. then the zombie. If version. I want the zombies. If you want the All zombie. Right. Pride version. and Prejudice. Okay. I'd also recommend watching the 1996 movie of Emma, which is, okay. in my opinion, the okay. best movie adaptation of Emma. Is that that's not the Gwyneth Paltrow? It is, it is Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. Okay, it has okay. Gwyneth Paltrow. It also has Tony Collette, who's in Knives oh, Out, and Ewan sure. McGregor, Yeah, which I think is just fun. Yeah. So I think you'll like the movie. Okay. Pride and Prejudice and Watching Emma. Watching right. Emma. You know what? Uh, years back, we had Alexander McCall Smith come and do a uh, author visit here, which mm-hmm. was great. He was so fun. But he had written a retread of Emma, and I did read that for the book club, and it was so bad. Oh no! But I'm not. I won't hold that against uh, okay, okay. Emma. And I also haven't seen Clueless, so maybe now is the time to also watch Clueless. I think it would be Clueless is one that I think you definitely would enjoy, but probably enjoy a little more after having some Got experience it. with Emma. Okay. All right. You've thrown down the the Jane Austen gauntlet. Yes. And I have no choice but to, but to meet you there. All right. So in two weeks, we'll be back to talk about the things we've been reading and watching and all of that. I'm going to have some Star Wars stuff because we're recording on Star Wars it's Day. It's Star Wars Day. May the 4th be That's with right. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then in a month, uh, we'll reconvene and we'll talk about uh, Pride and Prejudice. I'm so and excited. And the 90s movie, Emma. 
<laughs> okay. We'll see you then. <laughs>